today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Ask God for the capability to enjoy your life. Satan wants to rob you of your joy. The enemy wants to rob you of the ability to enjoy the journey. He wants you to put on a perspective, a paradigm that will rob you of peace and joy and happiness. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our heads and As Christians, we need to make it a point to enjoy life. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon tells us to take part in the pleasures of this life which God has made for us. We should be enjoying our friends, families, work, and hobbies, making it a point to experience this planet that God has created, exploring all the different seasons, lands, and foods. Solomon warns us to not be overwhelmed by the unfairness and sadness of the world, but instead, enjoy the good, enjoy your life, and do it for God's glory. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message, This Was Your Life. Building in faith. God holds you right in the center of his hand. And everything you do is because of a God, a given ability. You may like film and taking pictures. You might enjoy writing and reading. You may enjoy singing and teaching. You may enjoy working with your hands like a mechanic in building. Whatever you do, it's a gift from God. God gave you that ability, and if you use it, remember, he is involved in that. He's given you that ability. When God formed you in the womb, he planned out every one of your days. He arranged the circumstances of your life. He ordained all the days of your life. We believe in a sovereign God who oversees our world and oversees our lives. And so as you're working, wherever you are, whatever doors God has opened, whatever doors God has closed, however he has lifted you up, however he has maybe hemmed you in, as the scripture says, recognize God's hand and realize that God wants to use your life. And he's using you. And t- treat life And those opportunities is a gift from him. What often happens is we get caught in the different seasons and storms of life. Some trouble comes in. And it knocks us off the track. And we find ourselves running and living in that rut. Look at the text. It's right there. But no man knows whether love or hate awaits him. So around the vista, around the corner, all of a sudden you come into a situation and here you discover 
difficulties, trials, or suddenly you're blessed and you're lifted up, or suddenly you, you are sort of chastened and put down. That's on the journey. That's a part of the map. What he is saying is you don't know what's ahead. You don't know whether the days will be real good days or real difficult days. Don't get caught in that particular storm and miss out on life. Uh, Someone has said that there are seven stages to a person's life. Listen to them. There are the spills, then there are the drills, then there are the thrills, and then there are the bills, and then there are the ills, and then there are the pills, and then there are the wills. Sometimes we simply don't understand what's happening on that journey, and and we simply sometimes miss what God wants us to do. Think about Job, immensely blessed. I mean, he was blessed and blessing upon blessing. And then one day there's a conversation in the heavens. Job doesn't know about it. His friends don't know about it. But scripture takes us behind the scene and we see what's happening in the heavens. Satan comes and says, hey, take this from him, take that from him. He's going to curse you and that's, gonna, that's why he's serving you, just because of the blessings. And God said, okay, I'll allow you to try Job. And, and the story unfolds. Now, Job has no clue what is happening. And his friends don't either, and they don't help the matter. <laughs> there are some times in life we come to a point and all of a sudden some ex- unexpected things happen. Hate and love and difficult, different seasons. And, and what we are being taught in Scripture is God gives you the opportunity in this life. Use it. Don't waste it. You only get to go around once. We don't come back for another rerun. Use the opportunity. Jeremy Taylor said it this way. God has given to man a short time here upon earth, and yet upon this short time, eternity depends. So, Our times are in God's hands. Use the gifts, the talents, the abilities. Don't get distracted. Then he tells us something else. Take this to heart. Let it sink deep inside. Don't forget it. Our life will come to an end. Think about it. Take it to heart. In verses 4 and 6, there's hope. Only for the living. As they say, it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. They have no further reward. They no longer play a part in anything here on earth. What he is saying here in the text is this. While you are alive, you can please God. You can change your path. 
You could influence others. While you're living, you could set your path straight before God. You have an opportunity. And then he gives an illustration. He said, a live dog is better than a dead lion. So there that lion's carcass is in the thickets, and a dog is alive. Now, in that culture, a dog was a a scroungy uh, beast, just scurrying around the streets, eating up scraps. It was a despised animal, not like today as a pet in our culture. Uh, The equivalent would be this in our culture. Better is a rat running around the streets than a dead lion if you're alive. He's saying, if you're alive, there's hope. You could make a difference in someone else's life. You can still make choices to do the right thing and to follow God. He's saying, if you're alive, you could, well, you got an opportunity. You have your feelings, your emotions when you're dead. Well, the chapter's completed. It's, it's, it's ended. You, you, you're not going to take the pen and write any more chapters in the book. There was a, a man by the name of Willie Stokes. Willie Stokes lived in Chicago, and he was a famous gambler. I mean, he did life with a splash. And um, his funeral was also a splash. They buried him in a Cadillac Seville, in a hot pink suit, five $100 bills in his hand. And they lowered him beneath the sod. Now, as they were lowering him, his friends, his cronies walked around and they said, that's living. I don't think that's living. He's not gonna drive to the pearly gates with that Cadillac Seville. And what Solomon is saying is when it's ended, it's ended. Recognize that now's the opportunity. Don't waste the days. Don't waste the moments. Don't put life on pause. You don't get another chance at it. There is a cemetery in Indiana. And in that cemetery, there's a gravestone. And there's a poem written on it. Listen to what this poem says. Pause, stranger, as you pass me by. As you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so you will be. So prepare for death and follow me. That would make you think. Well, someone did think and they stopped and they wrote something next to it. And this is what they wrote. To follow you, I am not content until I know which way you went. (laughs) We want to live life well so that when we leave this present world, it's a life that is fulfilling and that will last for all eternity. What happens sometimes is people actually stop living at a certain point. Maybe it's in school and they're just overwhelmed with the test, the exams, all of the rigors of academics, and they're overwhelmed with things. They just stop. Maybe it's 
when they're in that stage and the bills are coming in one after another after another and all they're thinking about doing is is simply building the business, paying the bills and they stop living at 30 and they wake up at 60. Solomon doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to live with the end in mind. Someday it's all over with. All the pieces of the game go back into the box and it's finished. And we simply have to go home to be with the Lord. And we can't have any more opportunities in this present world. And so he's wanting us not to let the opportunities pass us by. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. Someone said, the tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. So what? It isn't what you expected. All right, it isn't what you expected. You aren't where you wanted to be or planned to be or this didn't turn out the way you want. All right, just move forward. Someone said, death is more universal than life. Everyone dies, but not everyone lives. This is the time of your life. Live your life. Live your life. Now, I'm going to go to the end verses that we've read because we see, here's one of the places that we stumble at. The un predictability of life, the unpredictability of life. In verses 11 to 12, he said, I've seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. Moreover, no man knows when his hour will come as fish are caught in a cruel net, or birds are taken in a snare. So men are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. What he's saying here is this, that life is not a program. You know, you you put a program in, and you expect it to exactly come out the way you anticipate. It's it's not a machine. That's not what life is. In general, in general, you work out at the gym, it's good for you. You eat healthy, it's good for you. Uh, You you take care of your physical body, it's good for you. You work good, you study hard, uh, you, you progress. But it's no guarantee that you'll win the race, that you'll live long, that you'll rise to the top, No, it's no guarantee. We want to make our life secure. We want to be our own God and determine and control the events around us and about us. And what God is saying in his word is those things are beyond our control. All of us know people who are healthy and who eat right, live right, and die young. All of us know people who have brilliant minds, 
educated, work hard, and voted most likely to succeed. And it didn't happen. God is saying in his word, there are unexpected twists and turns. Sometimes people get caught in an evil snare. Something just happens and unexpectedly. Evil times, bad, difficult times just just happen. We live in a world of uncertainty. And I believe that God has allowed that so that we will trust in him, that we won't trust in ourselves, that we'll lean upon him and not lean upon our own wisdom or understanding. For the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean upon him. Do your best. But face the fact, as Oswald Chambers said, let us face life as it is, not as we feel it ought to be. That isn't fair. Whoever said life was fair? We have this sense, it should be this way, it should be that way, it should this. And we look at our life, well, whoever said that that was going to be the journey. Accept the fact that we live in a fallen world and the strongest don't always win the battle. Sudden things happen that change the game. Don't get stuck in that and all of a sudden lose the ability to live your life in this present world. I like the way Charles Coulson said it, that brilliant thinker. He said, life isn't logical or sensible or orderly. Life is a mess most of the time. And theology must be lived in the midst of that mess. Charles Coulson. That's the way it is. Now, Here's the key. This unlocks the passage of Scripture. This is the centerpiece. This is what the Scripture portion is talking about. This next point, here it is. The enjoyment of life. This is what he wants you to do. This is what he's saying. Now, he says, enjoy life with your wife, whom you love. All the days of this meaningless life, all the crazy stuff that happens in this world, crazy things that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days, for this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. What are you saying? Ask God for the capability to enjoy your life. Satan wants to rob you of your joy. The enemy wants to rob you of the ability to enjoy the journey. He wants you to put on a perspective, a paradigm that will rob you of peace and joy and happiness. And Solomon is telling us, be careful. Enjoy the journey. Again and again throughout his book, he says, enjoy life, enjoy life, enjoy life. 
Someone has said it this way. We were born crying, live complaining, and die disappointed. Don't let that be your epitaph. Don't let that be the summation of your life. God never intended that. Uh, Now, I like the message translation. I read this passage of scripture to some friends last night. In Ecclesiastes 9.9, relish life with the spouse you love each and every day of your precarious life. Each day is God's gift. It's all you get in exchange for the hard work of staying alive. Make the most of each one. I love Peterson's translation. Listen, eat your food and enjoy a good meal. And and when it it says, keep your garments white, that's referring to a festive garment at a festival. Anoint your head with oil. That's speaking of, again, that festivity. Enjoy life. How do we do it? Just real quickly, I want to mention a couple of things. Pray on a daily basis. God, help me to enjoy the life you've given me. Help me to enjoy the wife, the husband you've given me. Help me to enjoy the children you've given me. Help me to enjoy life. It's not wrong to pray it that way. Don't sit back and bemoan. Uh, It wasn't what I thought it would be. (laughs) Get real. (laughs) Don't moan and complain about the past. There's no pathway back to the past. You can't change what's been done. Thank God it can be forgiven and erased. But live in the moment and go forward into the future and experience the joy and the grace of God that he has for your life. Um, Someone has said, it is not how many years we live, but what we do with them. What are you doing with them? Now, there's a couple of scripture verses that I want to close with and bring the sermon to a close. One is found in 1 Corinthians 10.31 in the New Testament. It says, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So everything is put into that context. Enjoy your life and do it for God's glory. Honor him with the life that he's granted to you. And then... In Psalm 1824, I think some of us need to take this medicine. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be sad. I just wanted to know that you were listening. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Rejoice in the day that God has given you. Thank. Well, I know it didn't go right in the business this week, or I, I know this didn't happen exactly the way you wanted it to happen, but be glad and rejoice in it. You may feel like, I'm an, I'm, there's a shortage here. I don't have what I need. Well, just invite Jesus in, and he'll turn that water into wine. He'll meet that need however he so seems fit. Trust him with everything in your life. 
simply trust Him with every, every day. The book of Ecclesiastes is a practical look at life, not sugarcoating the difficulties that can be experienced. However, the writer reminds us that God is faithful and has a greater plan for each of us. We can trust Him to bring us through and provide us the strength that we need, always. We do hope you've been blessed by today's message on Building in Faith and invite you to visit our website to learn more about our ministry. Our web address is buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous messages available to listen to or download or even share with someone you feel will be impacted by the message. Be sure to find us on Facebook as well by searching for Faith AG2. We know how important social media is in people's lives today. And by liking us on Facebook, you can keep up to date with all that's happening at Faith Assembly. We'd also like to invite you to join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area for our weekly time of fellowship, Bible teaching, and worship of our Savior. We meet each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and also on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and have many activities for all ages and all walks of life. Give us a call for directions and to find out more about our congregation at 845-462-5955. Sadly, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to join us again here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the Word of God. Your Word restores.